Alright, so today's quick tip is peppermint oil for spiders and ants. They have a new dance and it went like this. Ba -ba 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 -doo -ba. The name of the dance is the peppermint twist. Ba -ba 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 -doo -ba. Say hi to death for me if you see him. He lives in a castle made of light. Thanks, Peppermint Butler. You like it like this, the peppermint twist. Ba -ba 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 -doo -ba. Peppermint oil for face. Well, come on, let's get back to Peppermint Place. Round and round and up and down and one, two, three, kick, one, two, three, jump, jump. How do you know? She told me she loves me. But how do you know? Cause she really lies. How do you know? Don't push and don't shove me. How do you know? It's in her eyes. Oh boy, it's Encyclopedia Brunch. My name is Tim Dobbs. With me, as ever, through the internet. Her name is Catherine Cogart. Hi, it's good to be here. Hey, it's real good to have you here. Catherine. Oh, thank you. Yeah? Can I ask you a question? What? Can I ask you a question? Oh, yeah. No, sorry. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you okay? That wasn't the question, but now I'm wondering. Uh, well, you only get the one question, so sorry. Uh, this is a real, this is like that genie all over again. <laughs> oh boy was that your second wish is that it's like this genie all that genie all over again what no no i take it back i take it back oh, <laughs> now was... you're a major at like nasa <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh now she's just living with me and what was the deal so when i dream of genie it was like she was like you're my master also i'm kind of into dating you that was it? Like It was just a male fulfillment fantasy. She was only into dating him as far as like she could be of service to him. When it came to like anything she needed or like forming a real relationship, she was like, I'm actually not interested in like having an emotional connection with you. Is that right? That doesn't seem right. Because they got married and stuff. Not <laughs> I mean, you know, marriages happen for lots of reasons, of course, especially yeah. in genie army major relationships. Exa um, I mean it's the it's a tale as old as time. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Well, okay. That's not my memory, but maybe I need to go back and watch I Dream of Genie. Well, he was like a cool dude, though. Like, he was never a jerk. Well, his whole thing right? was like, I actually wish you weren't here. You should just do what you want to do. You're released from your bonds. And she was like, that's not how genies mm. work. You're stuck right. with me. I call this the... Uh... This is a variant of what I like to call the Tenchi Muyo phenomenon. Uh -huh. uh, we definitely talked about Tenchi Muyo in the past, but maybe you could uh, bring the listeners up to speed just in case. Quick primer <laughs> on the anime Tenchi Muyo. Uh, average high school boy whose family runs a shrine in Japan uh, somehow comes to live with like eight alien women who are all in love with him. And he is feels very put upon by all this attention because again, he's just a normal high school boy. Um, so this is a, this is a common archetype in anime where you have many women chasing one man and it's just male fulfillment fantasy. And the, I dream of genie thing is really just a variant of that. Uh, that is, I think is a lot more common in Western literature because it's just one woman and one man. I right. think we're a lot more comfortable with the, the harem, mm, well, live-in harems. Sure. Well, it's not a harem <laughs> if it's see. one woman. A harem has mm -hmm. many women. But in Tenshi Muyo, it's a, it's a real harem oh, situation. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, we, uh, we here stick to uh, traditional uh, genie army major values. 
um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Slash the uh, army major's goofy friend who kind of like, you know, is a spoiler for the plot. Um, that's kind of like what we're into. That's what a traditional American is he into her? like. The uh, friend? No, I mean, I think he d- he does a kind of like, hey, wow, you really got something here kind of thing. Oh. Um, yeah. But I don't think Always he's trying like. trying to convince him to make wishes? I, I think so. Uh, I don't think he has any designs on Jeannie, though. He's not uh, intrigued by her romantically. Right. He's not on Designer Jeannie on Bravo. Mm. So, having covered mm-hmm. the four main topics of this podcast, which are I Dream of Jeannie, anime, uh-huh. uh, male fulfillment fantasies, and yeah. fashion shows on Bravo, what <laughs> what else do we talk about on this podcast? Mm, dogs? Okay. Uh, I think they're cute. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I think uh, usually we pick an encyclopedia topic and talk about it in a fun, breezy way. I think that's what we do oh, here. I'm just trying to live up to the to what's on the tin. Yeah, maybe it's dogs. I don't know. There's no dogs on the tin. I mean, we could put a dog on the label. Uh, we'll look into it. Um, but for now, if we were to just like row, flip, flip through the pages. Of this here encyclopedia, uh, what, what what should we talk about this week? Uh, do you want to talk about peppermint? Yeah, how about let's do that? Uh, because we already had all those clips in the intro, so kind of makes sense. Do you not want to talk about dogs? Um, I mean, I feel like we should just mention the dog that is currently in the room recording with you because I've already oh. seen you twice zone out and look at the dog instead of having a conversation with me so like hey I, I can do both at the same time it's like when you doodle when you listen and lecture uh maybe you listen better because of it it's possible i sort of feel like i see your whole heart move and focus laser like on the dog when you look at the dog <laughs> so he's having a running dream i'm Aww. worried it's a nightmare <laughs> oh no that could be so scary for a dog oh man he's stretching those little muscles now oh that's good <laughs> Gotta get him stretched. Oh, out. listeners, I love this dog. I love this dog I'm pet sitting for. He's a big sheep dog. He's a total monster Muppet creature, and I love <laughs> this dog. And I'm sorry, Tim, my co host, that I get distracted because I'm looking at this dog that I love. Sorry, I'm just glad we were able to let the let the listeners in on the dog. You know, this is sort of a radio space and uh the dog elephant in the room. Yeah. Well he's very big. He's so big. Yeah. Big dog. Yeah, you are. Hey. Okay, I'm back. What's your favorite peppermint uh, thing to eat? Um, I like the um, the peppermint, just candies, the classic peppermint candies. Oh, it's like, it's a disc and it's got the red and the, the white? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do they make those? How do they get the red in there? What are they doing? Hmm. I think it's got to be like toothpaste. But then if you just like it doesn't you know, I... tooth like multicolored toothpaste, oh, the striped yeah. toothpaste. Okay. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, sorry, I should have said striped toothpaste. Uh but it's but like when you pinch it off, it kind of causes the red to kind of spiral, not spiral in, but like like squeeze in a bit. Uh, what do you mean by pinch it off? You know, it because it like the tube 
is like they're little discs, right? So it's just a tube of peppermint goo that comes uh-huh. and then they pinch it off and then they pinch it off to make discs. Yes. Like they cut up the cylinder. Okay. So you're picturing, yeah, like there's this liquid candy coming down to some mm-hmm. conveyor belt. Powerhouse is playing. But on dun dun and um, yeah. And then some snipping machine comes by to snip it. And then, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as our hero is tied to the conveyor belt, moving closer and closer, that sniffing machine keeps sniping the candy and they're going to, oh, no, it'll snip me. Um, but instead it gets saved and we all have peppermint candies. Yum. And the peppermint candies are, uh, yeah, I still don't get how it's uh, like, they're, they're like they're a lot of sugar. They are a lot of sugar. If you're watching your sugar than like, I mean, but then they also have the sugar free ones. So, mm. but just be aware. Well, you know what makes those peppermint though? Uh, peppermint extract. Exactly. You know what that is? Uh, just like something you distill from peppermint. It's an I'm essential guessing. oil, yeah. Uh, okay. A lot of times they'll do they'll just do an extraction with uh, uh ethanol and uh, using the peppermint flowers. And so since ethanol is a uh, a good solvent, it pulls out those oils and then yeah, they distill it and stuff. Um, you know. Yeah, and you get whatever level of concentration of pure pure European peppermint. Is that the same? Is that just what peppermint schnapps is? Uh, presumably, they just put a little extract into uh, some liquor. I don't really know what schnapps is. Do you know what schnapps is? Well, I mean, because like if you're using ethanol as the extraction agent, then why not just add sugar to like your ethanol peppermint mixture? Uh, well, so usually for an extraction, you would use uh, pure ethanol. Uh, which yeah, is... but you could just add water. Well, yeah. It, well, but you'd want to. Well, okay. Maybe you have something here. Uh yeah i don't know maybe i think i think typically when you make a drinking alcohol though you um uh you actually yeah there's two things one you typically use a grain alcohol like a neutral grain spirit um which is not distilled to quite as high a level of alcohol because you Mm -hmm. don't want to drink pure alcohol anyway because that's not fun actually um so you want to use something closer to like 50 percent and then also i'm pretty sure i don't know do you know the answer to this so i know that usually when they make ethanol for non-consuming purposes they denature it by adding methanol into it so that you can't actually drink it and that changes uh the tax code for it because it's no longer an alcohol consumption thing it's now a chemical uh Uh, right but like if you get lab ethanol at 100 Mm percent like it it can't have methanol in it right no i don't know how they get around that I don't know either. Maybe they just put a big sticker that says not for consumption on it. And then you're like, oh, well. Mm. Mm. It's probably wise. Yeah. I wouldn't take that stuff for consumption. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Not interested. Also, no way. You, you work in a lab. Is this a thing for you? Where just like, I can't eat in a lab. It's just like, uh, I can't. No, it'd be weird. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely not. It feels like like if I bring my coffee in. Like, mm-hmm. just because I have to walk through the lab to get to my desk. Um, so, like, if I go get coffee, then, like, I will bring the coffee through the lab rather than going the very, very, very long way around. Right. Um, but even that feels like, oh, I got to get through here quick. Don't <laughs> stop. Don't stop. It's a little like, I, 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 it feels sort of similar. It's like a different angle on it, but it feels sort of similar to, like, taking a drink into the bathroom where you're like, the drinks oh, might yeah. be poisonous now. Like, I think something yeah. got in. This is bad air. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, I would rather leave my food on the floor outside of the bathroom <laughs> than take it into the bathroom. 
where anyone could put any old thing in it and it's getting floor stuff on it. <laughs> just take just like kick the hair into it. It's still better than it getting bathroom <laughs> air, the worst air. <laughs> we all die a little every time we go into a bathroom or a chemistry lab. Well, a public bathroom. Yeah. Do you do you feel like I I would take a like a glass of water into the bathroom, into my own home bathroom and then that uh, would be fine. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, no, I yeah, I would. Uh Okay, but would you sit on the toilet, lid down? You're just using it as a chair, but would you sit on the toilet and drink a glass of water? Yeah, sure. I don't know. If I, I had to. I feel weird if about I it. If I had to. Well, I'm making you. I say you have to. <laughs> do I have to sing like the Star Spangled Banner at the uh, same time? Yeah. <laughs> uh, do it backwards. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's what we need. Uh, so why don't you go do that? We'll be back in a moment. That's like a PD brunch. And we're back on Encyclopedia Brunch talking about... I love that song! Yeah? There you, you know, so some some people had NSYNC. Some had the Backstreet Boys. Some uh-huh. had One Direction. Uh, some had the new kids had on the, the block. You have... I had the Peppermint Carnival Lads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, you know, I'm not... I'm, I'm mostly not one for the sort of, like, spooky, circus, psychedelic 60s take songs um mm. but uh i do really like the idea of them as a boy band <laughs> just a bunch of like fresh face moppets who are just sort of like non-threateningly attractive to like 14 year old girls and they're just like mm-hmm. and candy is dandy <laughs> <laughs> the, the spookiest yeah. voices <laughs> and, and all the adults are just like That's- i don't know if it's okay that she's into this i this is really it's weird to get. Very threatening, but not in a sexual way. Yeah, <laughs> but non-sexually threatening, and that's really important at that age when you're not sure yeah. what you feel, except that you're really into clowns now, and you don't know why. <laughs> Growing up is hard. Yeah, it really is. Ah, uh, well. Um, did you ever have uh, when you were growing up? Did you ever have uh, some peppermint cocoa? Oh yeah, you know it's one of my favorite seasonal Trader Joe items. Oh really? This is a uh, mine is the peppermint JoJo's. Oh goodness! Okay. It turned out Oreos just needed to have bits of candy cane mashed up in them. Do Oreos not? Are there no peppermint Oreos? Not that I've found. Hmm. Uh, They're really expanding in the past couple of years. Yeah. It all started with birthday cake, and they've just gone hog wild with it. I did really like that time that you and I found uh, those Pop Rocks ones. <laughs> the Pop Rocks ones celebrating the Canadian uh, 150th anniversary, was Sesquicentennial. it? Sesquicentennial. Okay. Uh, Is that 150? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but it's better for shouting. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, yeah, you know what? There probably is, but I still, I still like Trader Joe's. But you go in, you go in for the the uh, peppermint cocoa. Absolutely. Oh man, I should go to Trader Joe's get some peppermint cocoa. Okay. Ooh, well, uh, talk about uh, threateningly I'm just sexy. I get myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let me take that again. Peppermint cocoa. Is that better? I think that's what we like from boy bands. Yeah. <laughs> um. I'm just one lady, so I get myself a tin of peppermint cocoa, and it lasts me like until July. Oh, that seems inappropriate. So, do we know? Do we know why? Pep- like peppermint is a winter thing, right? You got your Starbucks peppermint latte. You got your yeah. various peppermint Trader Joe's things. Uh huh. You got your candy canes, and the list goes on. I'm sure. Right. Do you think you could tell the difference between spearmint peppermint? what are other types of mint wintergreen oh darling let me tell you so there was a answer the question <laughs> uh yeah so there's a lot of kinds of mints um yes and yes i think i can tell the difference between certainly side by side i think uh-huh. also mostly i don't know i kind of forget what they taste like sometimes you know because tastes are hard to remember are you absolutely sure? Because I think really the thing that differentiates peppermint the most is that it's the one that is usually the sweetest that we add the most sugar to. Uh, that's true because peppermint, dominant in your Christmas flavors. Uh, spearmint, I would say, dominant in your non-Christmas gums. Um, where else do we have spearmint? I think I, I can't remember. I don't remember what kind of tea I have all of a sudden. You know, I have dried tea leaves. Uh, I don't remember. I think it's spearmint. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. Yeah, wintergreen only gum. I I don't know that that is a name of a mint. Um, that might just be a, a food wizard flavor. Okay. Uh, well, so, but but okay. So there's a bunch more. There's um, there is water mint, which I'd never heard of, but is where peppermint comes from. Peppermint is a hybrid of spearmint and water mint. Um, uh huh. Then there's also, and I see these outside of like a Lowe's or a Home Depot or, uh, you know, any place with a nursery, really. Uh, but there is... When tr- they just say, here's some mint. Yeah. Buy this little plant. And you go, eh, sure. Um, there is a chocolate mint, which does, in fact, kind of taste like an Andes Candies chocolate mint. Uh-huh. Um, there is a various uh, citrus mints. Lemon mint, I think, is probably the most dominant. I do love a lemon mint. Right. Yeah. Um, there's a lavender mint. Great for cocktails. Oh, yeah, I bet it would be. Um, yeah. uh, there's also, yeah, there's an apple mint. Uh, there's lots of mints. And, you know, they're all just like, okay, so this mint makes uh, the mint flavors. And also this other thing, like a, uh, I don't know what in the world the chocolate one would be. But like the citrus ones, it probably just also makes a few of the same flavonoids that uh, citrus plants do. So, yeah, I feel like I can tell the difference between most of those. The chocolate one is quite distinctive. I don't re yeah the lemon mint I mean it's got lemon I could tell it was citrus um, okay but here's the dominant thing in peppermint specifically um, is uh that it has a much sharper biteier flavor it just snaps yeah, at you I mean I guess so mostly I mean in my mind the thing that's dominant is how freaking sweet it is because it's <laughs> always in candy <laughs> well but I think that's why it's in candy right so like. So here, my theory on why that it's a like Christmas thing is because uh, peppermint is native to uh, Europe and Asia and parts of the Middle East. Um, 
but uh, really seems to go quite well in Northern Europe. Um, you know, Scandinavia, uh, maybe Northern Germany. Uh, seem to be quite a few English uh, varietals. Um, and so my thinking is, and also this is influenced by the fact that when researching uh, peppermint, I found a uh, long paper written by some university in far northern Swe- Finland, not Sweden, Finland. Um, I'm thinking maybe it's just like a a flavor very common in like, it's like it's available in Scandinavian cooking. And uh, so then when Christmas time rolls around, they're like, let's make candies. This would be a nice flavor. It contrasts the sweet very well. You know, it's got like a mm-hmm. sharp cleanness to it. And then you put some sweet with that and like, bam, you're good to go. Um, but and then why winter. Well, so a lot of our a lot of our Christmas traditions uh, that at least me uh, in a, here in America. So Tim in America um, is the constraints here. A lot of those things are derived from like, you know, German and Scandinavian Christmas traditions. Uh, presumably because of a large immigration flow of Germans to Germans and Scandinavians to the U.S. in the uh, around 1900. Okay. Yeah, and that would go on to become a uh, sort of Midwest, uh, and uh, we think of that as core Americana. <laughs> yeah, and Ballard, the neighborhood in Seattle. Um, so that's my thing. I think that's why it's like a winter thing. I think we associate it with like candies and christmas because maybe that was a traditional thing i feel like the biggest maybe here is i don't actually know if it's a traditional scandinavian or northern european uh candy but it feels like it doesn't it for me the biggest maybe is why do that in winter time specifically oh because we make candy in winter for people what no we make candy all the time no man 24 7 365 366 on leap years we're making candy oh man yeah i forgot you work in that candy sweatshop now (laughs) how's that going how's your job Uh. okay (laughs) um no i don't know it just seems like it'd be too hot candy has to get so hot uh and you don't want to cook in the summer you don't want to get the kitchen all hot when you know up to 400 degrees or whatever to melt sugar Okay. I don't know. I it, I'm just supposing. Have you ever made candy? Uh, not really. Maybe yeah. once I helped somebody make candy. It was very temperature sensitive. I remember that. Yeah. You have to get a special thermometer. You do, yeah. Because the, the it, it gets quite hot and then there's like all these like really really key moments where it changes like phase the, like it goes from glass to uh, crystal sugar and stuff. Um so that's important, but I don't know. I've also never made candy, so I I don't know that we're the best people to uh to comment on when candy is to be made. Yeah, I don't know. Can I say one thing? Uh huh. I think candy canes were the worst idea. Go on. You enjoy them, and suddenly you have a super sharp weapon. That's true. They do get very sharp. I mean, I guess that's true of most candies, except that candy canes have this particular shape that, like, tends to eat away in that, yeah, trouble. Yeah. The discs, they they do get, like, a little bit sharp, but then it's then it's gone pretty soon after yeah. that. Yeah. And that's a sharp in your mouth, not a sharp that's going to mm-hmm. be waved around for the world. Yeah, for sure. You brought and it on yourself. And the candy cane, it gets sharp, like, it gets sharp, like, maybe, like, a fourth of the way into the candy cane. <laughs> you got two sharp ends. 
it's got the wrong aspect ratio. That's the issue here. Yeah, big time, big time. Additionally, it's such a messy, I mean, rivaled probably only by the ring pop for like, oh, I'm just going to get sticky eating this. <laughs> uh, but, you know, a lot of fewer proposals made with the candy cane than the ring pop. Uh, you think so? You know, people wouldn't be like, will you grow old with me? Eh? Cane? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm into these non-traditional. Give me a ring pop, yeah. <laughs> is what she would say. Yeah. Not me, man. I like these non-traditional wedding ceremonies. I don't do that genie army major thing. <laughs> Your quirky friend who's always getting us into schemes is not going to be involved in my relationship. No, thank you. Well, that's re- really a non-traditional thing right there. <laughs> uh, well, maybe you're right. I've got a, I've got a proposal to plan. And I'll be back in a moment. Encyclopedia Brunch. Ooh, our favorite boy bands. And we're back. That song, that song is like the Backstreet's back of the Peppermint Carnival Lads. Peppermint's back, all right. (laughs) Did you hear the bit in there where they said they were the superior Peppermint Carnival Lads? What does that even mean? Ah. It feels like a threat. (laughs) We are unstoppable. They're they're really going after those wintergreen blokes. (laughs) Um, so I mean, speaking of types of mint, uh, to, to, we were talking about what is the biggest difference between them. You said maybe it was sugar. Uh, chemically, the biggest difference is menthol, which is why peppermint has the bite and spearmint doesn't. Uh, it's just okay. a lot, a lot of menthol in there. You know, like your Vicks Vega Rub, your Tiger Bomb, your, uh, what, yeah, yeah. What else is menthol? Uh, cigarettes. Oh, uh- cigarettes have menthol uh cough drops have menthol oh yeah does icy hot have menthol oh it's like menthol probably. and then probably and then turns okay. hot icy to... hot's a lot like tiger bomb though yeah yeah a lot of bombs um yeah but uh but the reason it feels icy i thought this was actually really interesting and one of the reasons peppermint has a uh Peppermint has a lot of indications for, like, you know, do this for your health, like going back to ancient times, um, is that it actually, like, connects in with a lot of uh, bioreceptors within our cells or our skin. Um, And uh, the one that I thought was interesting is that it triggers the, uh, let's see, it says TRPM8 receptors because everything is a series of letters and numbers in biology. Um, But uh, basically, it's a receptor in your skin that is responsible for saying, hey, it's cold here. 
But uh, if you put menthol on it, that same receptor is triggered, which sends a nerve signal to your brain that says, hey, it's cold here. And you're like, that doesn't make sense. I just have some goop on my hand. It's actually hot today. And uh, so forth. Okay, that's cool. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Uh, And then so it does a bunch of other stuff, too, for like, uh, I don't know, blocking sodium channels. I don't really know enough about... uh, biochemistry to to understand uh exactly how that works but i think that's why it's been no the... one does <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um i think that's why it's kind of been indicated through the years going back to the ancient greeks um for like health stuff it's just like yeah it actually does have like a you know biochemical effect on our bodies does have a larger health effect beyond that other than oh that feels nice uh i found a couple sources that were like this one study said it was good for irritable bowel syndrome um let's see uh it blocks voltage sensitive sodium channels reducing neural activity that may stimulate muscles um that is a paper in the european journal of anesthetics uh okay. so how how's that what do, you, what do you think about that maybe that's like that's an argument for the tiger bomb icy hots of the world yeah seems to me yeah i don't totally understand what they mean when they say reducing neural activity that may stimulate muscles like do we want the muscles stimulated do we not i, I don't really know what's going on there i don't know who knows who knows um like, I bet sometimes you want them stimulated and then sometimes you don't for them to heal. This is the problem with life. I'm, You know what? I've had it. I'm ready to tell off life, the world, is that there's not always one answer to things. Sometimes it's this one answer. Other times it's this other answer. And I'm like, right. why don't we just do the one? Mm, so you were really frustrated when they asked you to find the zeros of a parabola? Uh... Well, yeah, because there's two unless it just happened to hit a uh... actually, you know what I did really, really like, though, the little magic trick of, you know, so so the way it worked in my education was uh, we did the finding the zeros of parabolas before we really knew what good this was or what it even meant or like, like we had the graphs graphically and we had the equations and they like sort mm-hmm. of were independent from each other. And then even when we put the two together and we're like, oh, it's because it crosses the line. OK, Um it's still, I was still, it's like, well, who cares about parabolas? What? Um, mm-hmm. But it was very, very soothing to me when we started solving word problems, like, you know, a movement of a thrown ball or something like that. Uh, a <laughs> classic, a classic young engineer. <laughs> oh, thank God this means something. Well, but it was so nice to throw away one of the answers. Like, you'd get two, and then the teacher was like, and this one's negative, so it doesn't make any sense in this context. So it's gone. And I was like, ooh, yes. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Less things to remember. Hmm. You ever um did you have any math major friends in college? Um only one, but he moved to physics after a while cuz he was like they okay. they brought an infinite dimensional vector in and I was like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was really my uh, my feelings when I talked to math majors was like um, like, uh, I would try to talk to them about their classes. It'd be like very quickly. I'd be like, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know what Seems you're doing. Seems crazy. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I also, like, I have no motivation to learn what you're doing. Like, why do I care? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I wish I could get that into numbers, but uh, uh, I don't know. There's not enough feelings in numbers. I need I need numbers and feelings to come together. Then we'll talk. You gotta... I remember when I was learning to count. I learned to count by giving the numbers little personalities. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, like one was on really me. pompous and two was really jealous of one. That makes sense, yeah. So on and so forth, yeah. No, not so on and so forth. What goes on after that? One and two, I'm like, I get those. What about five? What's Three five's deal? Really... Oh, five? <laughs> five thought it was hot shit, but it knew that it wasn't. Like one was like, uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I always thought of five as like an edgier ten. <laughs> It was like, it's like, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm even, really glad. I'm even and easy to do, or uh, not even, but I'm easy to do math with, but I'm odd. Yo. I'm glad I'm not the only person who gave the numbers personalities. Did you know um, that the, the ancient Greeks, like the cult of Pythagoras, like those people who were like, you know, number is all, uh, they also gave the numbers uh, personalities. And as I recall... I believe two was the masculine number, and three was the feminine number, or it might have been vice versa. But five was the number of marriage, which is like, well, it makes sense, I guess. Also, I don't think your cult is based on anything, like, particularly good here. Like, <laughs> You guys got one good equation. <laughs> like, I'm going to need to go, like, at least one level deeper on this for, like, it to feel like a good conspiracy. <laughs> Maybe that's why uh, Scientology, like, keeps pulling people in right because it's just like maybe if i go one level deeper this will start to make sense <laughs> well yeah i don't know never put it past the uh, past people's natural curiosity mm -hmm. but um but speaking of peppermint and the greeks uh i think you you and i both noticed in researching this episode that uh there was some a bit of conflicting information so we know that mint does actually have some um uh, physiological effects uh and people knew that it's also, of course, an ancient uh, thing because it's just a thing you can pick up from the ground. Um, and it was available in Europe. So we have a lot of writings from the Western tradition in it. Um, and we both read that uh, a lot of the Greeks were like, oh, well, mint will discourage procreation. So that's a good thing. You can take that if for whatever reason, you know, instead of thinking about baseball and hot showers, because they didn't have baseball or hot showers in Greek times. <laughs> they had to that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um wait but they had cold showers it's true oh yeah which is even a you're right hot showers isn't the thing oh i've been doing it wrong all these years oh no <laughs> oh that's why i've been having all that sex i've been just totally wrong um but so they said uh you're your, your pliny's your hippocrates's your uh, uh aristotle's they, yeah, they said, uh, mint is good to discourage procreation. However, you also found an article that said Aristotle was like, yo, mint will get you horny. It's an aphrodisiac, yeah. yeah. And Alexander the Great was like, mm, sorry, dudes, my bro troops, please don't be, don't be using peppermint, specifically peppermint. Yeah. Um, uh, because it's just going to encourage erotic thinking and... 
I don't need that. Yeah, that's the last thing we need here as we try to conquer Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was not the time. Um, I don't know. I guess like neither of those. I guess if I'm to believe either, I would say mint is not sexy. I would say mint makes me feel uh, uh, refreshed. It's, it's a clean flavor. Um, I feel like it does not. Uh, sometimes if I'm very hungry or no, I'm not. Uh-huh. I'm not actually hungry. I'm like, I want to eat stuff. I'm like bored, hungry or whatever. Um, some mint that will kind of like clear my mind of that it feels like satisfying um, uh-huh. it does not make me feel sexy <laughs> is that i think this is the old icy junk on on your or icy hot on your junk dilemma yeah i don't want that there is that a good or bad thing seems like a bad plan it does seem like a bad plan, but I could see some people being into it. I don't want to discourage anyone from finding joy in this world. Okay. No, you're right. You're right. I can see it in the same way you see, you know, like in a uh, in like a mainstream movie's depiction of kink. Uh, someone will have like ice cubes and like, you know, move them around their, their lover's body. Um, yeah. I feel like menthol is probably quite similar in that way. And that it's just like, totally. it's a cold sensation. It's quite intense. Um, mm-hmm. And it's extra intense on those special parts of your body that uh, you shouldn't show to anyone uh, unless you really want to. Unless uh, you're married. <laughs> to a genie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but, uh, but yeah, so it'd be extra sensitive there. Um, and so I feel like I would be like, yeah, Maybe in small amounts as a like thing. I don't know. I've just I'm supposed I'm spitballing here. I'm going wild. I'm just talking about stuff. Uh, you should probably stop me. How's that going? What? <laughs> okay, I got distracted by the cat for a second, and then suddenly it was the mask over here. <laughs> Somebody stop me. <laughs> yeah, except specifically, Catherine, stop me. <laughs> hey. Have you ever used um, Dr. Bronner's peppermint soap? Uh, no. Oh, no, that's a trip. And I'll leave that as an Is exercise it? for the listener. I have used menthol shampoo. It's really nice. Oh. Yeah, I guess, huh. I don't know. Have you ever used anything tea tree? Use any uh, tea tree stuff? Eucalyptus? Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh. I feel like those also have like a, a mentholiness. I don't know if those have menthol in them. I think it is menthol, yes. Hmm. Could also just be another terpenoid, the class of flavors that menthol comes from, which is like what most like flavors and smells come from. Yeah? Okay. Well, as the dog okay. as the dog looms <laughs> into frame. The, the dog has decided this podcast <laughs> is over. I'm sorry. No, that's fair. I said I said Catherine stop me, but really what I meant is Catherine or that dog, come stop me. <laughs> well, until next week, that's Catherine Cogart over there. Tim Dobbs over here. Bye. 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 <laughs>